This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, physicals and stuff. It was different back then, you know what I'm saying? They, put a, they all put us on the bus. All the freshmen would go down to the hospital. <laughs> Everybody's getting these physicals checked in. You know, you get down to your draws. Weigh in. That was 156 pounds. Soaking wet. No lie. Welcome into another episode of From the Pink Seats Podcast. Jacob Lane, Vince LaCoco, Matt McGavick. We are back for episode nine of Where Are They Now as we continue our series, sitting down with the Louisville alumni of years past uh, and catching up with them both on and off the field. Responsibilities besides football, you know, a lot of that fun stuff. And we are going to continue that conversation tonight. We've got a great guest joining us. Josh Meekin Sr. will join the podcast as the guest. uh, And we are excited to dive into a ton of football topics uh, as well as parenting and everything in between. We've got a great show in store. And there's a lot of different layers here, uh, fellas, that I'm really excited uh, to dive into. Welcome in. How are we doing, gentlemen? Doing pretty good. It's, it's glad to finally see you guys. Uh, it's feel like it's been a while since we've had everyone on the podcast. <laughs> Gearing up for football season, things are getting closer and closer. Yeah. I and, cannot uh, wait for college football. It's like, it's close, man. It's it, so this close. is like the time where, like, you know, my TikTok feed is all like the intro hype videos and stuff like that you get the inner sandman playing in the background with like the lights flickering on and off i mean i was just watching one before we got on here but i, I cannot wait for freaking football season college football season i can wait, I for, wait for i can't wait until Louisville goes to virginia tech for that reason it's going to be an awesome season a lot to uh get into here over the coming weeks but tonight we sit down with josh Meekin senior talk about his career he was a cardinal from 1999 through 2003 another one of those guys who uh, played with John and was recruited by John L. Smith, uh, but ultimately ended up his career playing for Bobby Petrino. Uh, this is a guy who, during his time here, when it comes to rivals, he is one that uh, the program should look at and model themselves. Uh, going against Kentucky, Cincinnati had combined eight times. He was six and two over the course of those uh, four meetings with each squad. So it shows a little bit of the prowess behind these teams and, and how they handled their business. Obviously, it's a different day and age in Louisville football, and I'm excited to talk to Josh about the environment and just the culture of Louisville football at that time. And, of course, there's going to be some great stories uh, in between and, and talking about his sons, Josh and Jaden, who will both be members of the team this year for Louisville football. Just a lot of great stuff, and we're super excited to dive into that with Josh Meekin Sr. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let's jump right into it. We'll, we'll go from there. Hey, 
let's get into it now. We've got our guest of the evening joining us on Where Are They Now from the Pink Seeds podcast. Josh Minkin Sr. joins us. And this is a story that I'm really excited about as a, as a parent of two kids and one who is the size of an offensive lineman already at one years old. But a parent <laughs> who now has two boys playing for the University of Louisville following in his footsteps. Josh, welcome into the show, man. How are you? I appreciate you, guys. I'm good, man. Appreciate you for having me on today. Yeah, fellas. of course. This is a this is a great episode for a number of reasons. We always, as as you know, younger guys, we always like to talk a little bit about the John L. Smith days and some of the stuff when you know our early memories of football were and being kind of built there in that time. And and it's really exciting to talk to somebody who always who's got the Bobby Petrino connection, though, right? Because Vince was a player for Bobby <laughs> Petrino. <laughs> and so it's always great to have somebody with, with yeah. some of the, the, the coaching experience and some of the guys that uh, you mingled with. But let's start with this, Josh, if you're cool with it. I, I want to just ask this question. How did you get to Louisville? Tell me your back your backstory, recruitment, all that kind of stuff. Coach Burns, uh, Greg Burns was uh, the, on staff, the DB coach at U of L at the time, but John L. Smith. And I don't know, he just one day I just got a call out of the classroom. Somebody wanted to meet you in the in the student room and in in uh you know down at the school, all out of class and it was Coach Burns. Went down to the council hall and we sat there and went to the cafeteria. We sat there and talked. And he said, "Look, I want you. To, I'm trying to recruit you. I watched your film. I've been studying you. I want you to come to the University of Louisville." So I didn't know nothing about Kentucky then at the time. Really, I just know you know the blue. It's called the Bluegrass State. And I knew about the horses. I didn't really know too much, but that's 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 pretty much I knew because I'm from New Jersey. You know, that's all I knew was New Jersey, Philadelphia, New York area, and all that. So coming to the Midwest was different. It's funny you say that because it seems like a lot of people, whenever they come to Louisville for the first time, a lot of them have this preconceived notion that it's like, oh, it's nothing but grass fields and horses and all that. And a lot of people are like, oh, Dave, this is actually a big, a kind of a big city. Did you oh, kind of yeah, have that it, experience? It, 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 it was it was it was different when I came on a, I came on a visit came on a visit Coach Burns well before the visit Coach Burns was you no know, my senior year of high school he was just recruiting me he would just pop up man just pop up out of nowhere call me out of class just talk to me you know make sure my grades was okay you know make sure my SAT scores was okay just you know just showing that he cared and he really wanted me you know what I'm saying it was one of them type of guys so. Around, I came on a visit up here. All the guys, you know, was T. Stalling, Derek Kennedy, all the older guys, Mike Brown, you know, they had me under their wing as a recruiting. So came out here for, you know, met John Nell. I was with one of my other buddies too, Sean Phillips, that ended up playing at Purdue. That was went that went to uh, he ended up playing at San Diego Chargers for mm-hmm. quite a few years. Mm-hmm. So we came together up here. They wanted him to play tight end at U of L, but I think he really wanted to play D line, which he played in the pros was defensive end. So he didn't really like to fit him playing because Coach Nor was trying to get him to play tight end, which he was a good tight end too, but he wanted to play defense. So he took the Purdue route, and I just you know I I chose Louisville. I guess I went to a couple of visits, you know, and Purdue. We both go to Purdue at the same time too. They was recruiting me at the same time too. Purdue. Uh, Rutgers, Temple, and Penn State. That was kind of my choices I had. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a big guy out of high school. Though. I was little. I was so, like 100. So, I was a so little what, guy. What What was your early impression of Coach John L? You go on that initial visit, you know, get to meet him and stuff. And, uh, obviously, when you get here and you start integrating into the defense, what's your impression of, you know, 
college football and everything getting thrown at you real quick. What what really got me, what really got me so was going to school, going to school and dealing with the school and the campus. Cause I'm not a school guy. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really like going to school, period. Oh, I hate it. You, you <laughs> ain't come to play school. It's just, it's just, you know, I played football. I, I was an athlete. I played football, ran track, wrestled, did all that. But school wasn't really my thing. I, I had to go because I wanted to play sports. But going to school and going to college, I didn't really want to go to a big, big college where it was like, you know, like I went to Penn State visit, you know what I'm saying? And that was just kind of too much for me, you know, because I wasn't a school guy and, and Penn State is big, you know what I'm saying? 110,000 people in the stadium, which, you know, it's nothing out there but Penn State. It's just all state college <laughs> football. There's nothing. There wasn't really nothing out there, you know what I'm saying? Louisville was kind of like more like a little, like a Jersey, but a countryside of New Jersey, you know, a little slower city type vibe, you know what I'm saying? Where I can fit in and you know, and go to school and maintain and where I can at least try to be successful. You know what I'm saying? One of them type yeah. of things. Cause school, I don't like school. I don't like school now. I don't, you know, it's just what it is. If it wasn't but, for Justin Ruffin and those, that academic staff up there now for me, I'm telling I, you, man, I don't know if I would have made it through. I, I, yeah. And, and we, man, <laughs> we had a lot, we had a lot harder than what they had. And now they got 10 times easier than what we had it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, <laughs> it was a struggle though. Man, when I played football, but when I got on campus and I came, I told I called my mom when I was on a visit and I said, I think I found me a home to go to school. She's like in Louisville. I said, I think so. You know, like, I think this is where I kind of want to be, you know, go to school at because I can deal with going to school and at least try to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still play football. And I got a chance. Then Coach Burns was like, hey, you know, I got a chance to play. Not my first year. I registered. Of course, my registered my, my first year. But the next year I got opportunity to get up in the fire. You know, he ain't had no DBs for real. We have Rashad Holman and Antonio Roundtree, you know, a couple other guys. But. He was like, hey, you can go. If you come in here and do what you're supposed to do, you can you can play. And that's what I did. I was little. You know, I was little coming out of high school. But I was a dog in high school, though. You know what I'm saying? Coming from New Jersey, I played running back. My senior year, my junior senior, I played running back. My senior year, I ran for 1,100 yards, rushing 24 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. <laughs> did I, they put I, you I back there to return it off a couple of times? I, they, I, 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 they, didn't want, they didn't take that thing. Out, out of a wing T offense, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. out of a wing T offense. So, you know, I was I was an all-state athlete. I went to New, I played in the New York, New Jersey all-star game. You know, actually, I won the MVP on the offensive side in that game. No, I was I was I was a little guy, but I know how to play football though. I wasn't do you big. Think, do you think you playing offense in high school helped you translate being able to attack the ball and you know know yeah. a wide receiver's I, routes and college? I I, I I played both ways in high school. We had to. I was on the field at all times, you know. I led the team because in my high school we play, I had I was like we had like a little rover back type of defense, you know, when I was I would just roam the field, play safety blitz you know whatever that's what the guy you know they called me in high school they call what, what i can't what he called me heart coach belford tyrone belford was a head coach in my high school one of high school he called me the hardest soul of the team because you know i was just there always around the ball little guy you know i knew how to tackle because i wrestled you know what i'm saying like that wasn't nothing the wrestling was easy 
Imagine wrestling somebody doing that type of. A lot of guys didn't do wrestling, you know what I'm no, saying? Some no. some did, some didn't. But I wrestled. My dad's big in wrestling, and wrestling's big up in New Jersey. So, me wrestling kind of helped me with my football skills and playing on the defensive side of football. Oh, you I'm know? sure being able to tackle somebody. I mean, wrestling, yeah, tackling, and wrapping just, up that all course. That that was easy. That was easy. It was just just getting the size of it. You know, like I was little. I came. I came in. I came in my freshman year. I came in wet off the scale at U uh, of L Hospital. We all had we all had to go down there and get you know physicals and stuff. It was different back then. You know what I'm saying? They put a they all put us on the bus. All the freshmen would go down to the <laughs> hospital. Everybody's getting these physicals checked in. You know, you get down to your draws, weigh in. I was 156 pounds. Oh, you were too too soaking wet. No lie. 150, 150 something, 156 pounds. So I, I wasn't ready to play football on the on, I wasn't ready to go out there and play college that year. I was too little. Plus, it was different, man. Them guys was out there, they was dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different how football is from when I played football. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little more protected. When I played, it wasn't protected too much. It knocked your block out if you wasn't paying attention. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your head, your head better be on the swivel. You get cracked back. You know, that's the type of ball I would play. So you had to be ready to step on the field back then in 99, 2000. You had to be ready to be out there mentally and physically because you would get hurt, you know, especially if you wasn't mentally strong because them guys is big, man. Them guys are different, man. But, you know, that's... I don't know. I just did it. <laughs> I just did it, man. It's just it was just it was just in me. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't. And once I got on campus, I didn't. I didn't want to go home. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't want to go back to New Jersey and upset my parents, upset my father and my mother and everybody else. You know, because I seen a lot of people that do that. That did that. You know, go away home for school, then a year later you back at home, doing what? Absolutely nothing. So I didn't want to do that, man. Before you left. Yeah, it, it was a struggle, though, but I made it and it made it work, man. And, and I had good people around me, though, you know, like John Nell Smith, Coach Burns. Of course, I had three DB coaches when I was there. You know, they all got different jobs and whatever, better jobs or whatever. You Whatever. It's a business thing, you know, so you got to understand from both sides of it. But I learned from all three DB coaches to play defensive back, you know, every day I taught something different, but they taught the, the right thing. And I just put it together, you know what I'm saying? Put in my own little tool bag and use whatever. Plus, Johnnell cared about us, you know what I'm saying? Like, he cared about his players, you know? And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all been around certain coaches, uh, you know, coaches is there just to win football and stuff like that, you know? But he cared, you know what I'm saying? Like, Johnnell really sure. cared about the out the out-of-state players, Cause he had to take, he was like our father figure because we was all from out of town. A lot of us was out of town. So he had to take care of us, you know what I'm saying? And check up on us and make sure we were straight. So, you know, he molded us into being young men and try to be great young men, you know? Plus I learned it from my high school. I had good high school coaches too. Plus I got my family too, though. So, you know, it was a struggle, but hey, we did it, whatever. <laughs> football is football. I love football though. What was it like playing for Coach John L. and then the transition, you know, into Coach Petrino? Because I mean, just having ah. Coach P for a little bit, you talk about P. that loving on <laughs> players and stuff. Ah, we, I mean, we man. didn't get that that much from P, but he was a damn good football P. coach. So why don't you, Coach, coach John L. He's more of a people's 
players coach, you know what I'm saying? Care cared about his players, make sure he take care of them. Coach Petrino was like that too, to a certain extent, you know. He was off, he's a football guru, but Coach P, I guess it you have to get to know him. You know what I'm saying? And it's not gonna take you, it's not you're not gonna really get to know him right away. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna take you a little minute to know Coach P than it was John L. Like John L, you know, he's straight up, you know, come here. Let me let me slap you in the face a couple of times, you know. Let me give you a big old hug. You know what I'm saying? Like we just had that thing. We just had they just had that uh the the alumni's come back. We watched with Coach Brom and them it was on like a Friday night. They had it at the stadium. All the ex players came yeah, back and watched the film. Okay. Yeah, John Nell. They had put everybody on stage and started talking about everybody. John Nell was there. He same way. Come here, slap you up in the face a couple of times. Give you a big old hug. Hey, he might even kiss you on the side of your face, you know? <laughs> but that love was genuine, you know what I'm saying? Like, he he cared. He cared. You wasn't getting too much of that from Coach P, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like Coach if he P- kissed you on the face, you might knock him out. Like, legitimately. It, 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 it just doesn't land the same way, you know what I mean? With Coach P? <laughs> yeah, it no. doesn't land the same, you know what I mean? <laughs> Janelle, straight up, bro. You already felt the love. Once he grabbed you, once he grabbed you, you, you could just feel the love that he's got to offer to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that. You know, we're men. So you know how when another grown man grabs you and he really cares, he's going to love you and hug you and smile from ear to ear. You know what I'm saying? So you, you feel that. You you we didn't I didn't I, see I had Coach P my senior year, so I didn't really get to know Coach P like I really wanted to. If I'd have came back another year, like it probably would have been a little better. You know what I'm saying? But I only had him for one year, so we know you get that head coach your senior year. You know he's he's really trying to get the seniors up out of here. To be honest with you, they don't they don't really you know what I'm saying yeah, like they want to get their own they, team in and yeah want to get the young guys seniors. But you know they needed the seniors to play because we was the team. You know what I'm saying like we was the team. I've been in the five bowl games, two conference championships at U of L. A lot of people ain't do that. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of kids came through there didn't do that. They didn't really go to five bowl. My son's on his what third year, fourth year at U of L. He went to one bowl game, maybe two two bowl games. Two bowl games, yeah. Yep, I've been games. I've been to five. Yeah, since I've been at U of L, I was at U of L five years. I went to Boise, Idaho, my first year. The second year, we went to Liberty Bowl, went back mm-hmm. to the Liberty Bowl, and went to two GMAC bowls. And we no, won and two cops. It's it's crazy, man. Cause so that so those bowl games were some of my early memories of Byron Leftwich, of, man, of Ben yep. Roethlisberger. Just oh, yeah. like who is this guy? That, man. Let's that, hear it. Just, what you got? What you, tell me a little bit about both of those guys. What what, what you want to hear? What game? Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I mean, you got to think Ben Roethlisberger went on to have a what 15, 17 year NFL career. That, that, that was, was my last... senior. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. Right, we're gonna go back to we'll go back to Brian Leftwich. My mm-hmm. junior year, my junior mm-hmm. year. We had uh, Marshall at the what was that the GMAC Bowl? The GMAC, the GMAC Bowl, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was walking, he was running around with one limping around the yeah, foot. Yeah, they were having around. to carry mm-hmm. him down the field. Yeah. Man, <laughs> Coach Brewer was on that staff, and we didn't put no pressure on him at all. Mm-mm. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Man. He 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 was picking us apart, man. Like in the DBs, he was picking. They was throwing dig routes. I don't know the whole game across the middle of the field. He just sitting there and we ain't covered three or cover whatever. Like, no pressure on him. We had guys that could get to the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you take it back, like, I wish we'd have, we should have dogged him, man. 
We should have dog walked uh, Brian Leftwich. You know, we should have put so much pressure on him. We had Dwayne White, Elmas Duberville, Marcus Jones. You tell me them guys couldn't get to Brian Leftwich? Come on now. So <laughs> so while know. we're while we're on that specific GMAC bowl, I I I gotta ask about this this question because it's it's a legendary story like around like you know the how coaches are viewed at Louisville like once they leave. Of course, most people who listen to this podcast know the story, but as a refresher, obviously you uh, Marshall is like you said. Do, doing their thing, they're up what 17 0, 17 7 to halftime or something even, like that. I couldn't even tell you the score, but I know since you talk about halftime is where it went bad. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. tell us about halftime. Then, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's where it went bad at halftime because we all at halftime and it, we wasn't getting blown out like that though. But once I guess the freshman that wasn't playing, the freshman that wasn't playing, that's when the phones, you know, really started text messaging all that was really popping yep. too rapidly. Somebody got it. It was it came on ESPN, and one of the freshmen is on the phone and stuff. We went to the locker room. Everybody in the locker room like, y'all know John L leaving next year. He going to Michigan State. He's out of here. Man, the whole locker room just everybody started flipping out, cussing, and why he doing that? Man, don't even want to play no more. We don't. He leaving us. You know all that, but not understanding which it's a business. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I wish sometimes they'd have just be. If they know what they leave, they should tell us beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Get us prepared yeah. and not just find out through the how we found out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so once that went out, the game was like pretty much over after that. Everybody was like, man, the hell would yeah, it? What's the right? point? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. he leaving, man. What are you doing for him? He don't care about us. You know, they get that mentality in. You know, but we young, too, though. We young and, you know, young and dumb and really don't really – you know, we just like, damn, our coach is leaving, not knowing the business side of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Michigan State. You know, Michigan State. What they in the, when they the top conference? You know, one of the big Big Ten conferences. Like, that's big time football back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. when you come with this contract, when you get some money, you who ain't gonna leave? You know, like he done did five years at U of L. He took him to five five bowl games straight. That might have been John Nell's sixth bowl game. I think it was. Because he was 98 with John L. 98. Yep. He came in 98, yep. 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. So we had five bowl games, four or five. Yeah, bowl 98, games. 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. And I know 2003, obviously, was Bobby, but yeah. So you have those those all in a row. The yes. Motor City Bowl, Humanitarian Bowl, Liberty Bowl, GMAC mm-hmm. Bowl. So it's a wide variety of them for sure. He, John L. went to, yep, name it again. He went to Motor City. Yeah, humanitarian, Liberty Bowl, Liberty, Liberty Bowl twice. Yep, and then mm-hmm. the GMAC, GMAC. That's five bowl games. Like that was that he did accomplish some things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At U of L, you can't say he did not accomplish some things. He did accomplish some things at U of L. He won two conference championship. We had one a season every year. You know, you know. So like, you can't blame him. But everybody want him to stay around. Yeah, we want him to stay around. But you know, it is what it is. You know, it's business thing. You know, if you look at it, it's a business move. Like well, anybody else, like winning your uh, conference championship multiple times. Oh, that was dope, man. We should have won the third year until he went down to Houston. They rocked us. 
We could not stop. Yeah, I was gonna say I was reading that earlier, man. What is it with Houston? I don't know what was going on with that, man. We went down there and think we're gonna blow Houston out. Man, they smacked the crap out of us. You sound like you're on our team talking about the 2016 game. Bro, they smacked the crap out of us, man. We think we're gonna go down there and beat. Houston and stuff, man. They went down there. They had that one, that running back. His last name was Jeffries. I don't know his first name. He wore number one. Man, we nobody could stop him. He was running all over us. <laughs> he was big too. Nobody wanted to tackle him. Yeah, that's a single digit <laughs> running back. I mean, that's pretty hard, right? There. Exactly, <laughs> right, man. When somebody wears back in the day, when somebody wears single digit, you know he the truth, right? <laughs> Especially a running yep. back and number one. Come on, man. As a single, for, single single digit, digit. wear yourself, man. That you're number Ooh. five. Like I wore five. I wore 21 my first year, then I changed to five. I wore five because I, I wore four in high school, right? And my brother wore five in high school. We played on the same team. My brother's two years older than me. So he wore five. So I said, you know what? I go to college. If I'm going to get five, I couldn't get four because Brian Gaines had four. He wasn't trying to give that up. You know, I was begging him. I was like, let me get that four. me like, nah, nah. So I, <laughs> I was like, all right. I so I went down, went down to the. Locker room, I took a but I said, man, look, man, I want to change my number to five next year. I want fives. Like, you can get it? I said, all right, cool here. So I wore five like my, I wore five for my brother. You know what I'm saying? My brother wasn't playing no more football, so I'm going to wear five. Single you know? digits are for dogs, man. That's what the that, takeaway of this that, show. Single that's, digits that's are for where, dogs. Yeah, that's where number five came. <laughs> that's the name of this at. episode right here. <laughs> Single digits. <laughs> that's I, right, man. I wore, I wore five for a reason. I just didn't grab it. You know what I'm saying? I wore it because. My brother wore it in high school. He didn't play football after a while. He went to college for a couple of years. He just left it alone. But that's why I wore five when I came, when I got it, you know, because of my brother, for real. For sure, man. Let me, so yeah. let me ask you this. One of the things that I, when, when looking back through the years that you were here uh, and just really kind of knowing what we know about Louisville football in terms of the rivalries at that time, Kentucky and Cincinnati, we had your former teammate Devon Thomas on earlier this in, in the series, and he told us, you know, we didn't like Kentucky, but we hated Cincinnati. And you, over the course of your four years at Louisville, man, six and two in eight games against those teams, losing both uh, to Kentucky and Cincinnati in 2002. But so besides yeah. that one year, man, essentially undefeated. We used to dog back, them. T- tell us a little bit about the rivalries back in the day. I that, know that picture was, that's iconic man. of you carrying the, the, uh, uh, the keg yeah. of nails, man. Tell me a little that bit about was, that. That was big, man. See, Cincinnati was, I say, UK game. See, that's when you first get here, like everybody talks about UK U of L rivalry. You know, that's big. Mm-hmm. We're out of town kids. So, you know, and coaches put that in your head when you're playing like first game of the season, like this is a rivalry game. This is a big game. UK U girl. You know, we got we had dogs on our team. We got we had some dogs. I played with some true dogs, like some true dogs. And they ain't play that. They was going out there, they was down for whatever. It don't matter. They was ready to fight do whatever anytime so us losing it kind of wasn't no option we couldn't lose them games you know what i'm saying it was like man we can lose every other game but we can't lose these games you know like we can lose all these other games but these two right here they right down the street from each other like we have to win these games because it's big it's big time which which one did you want to win more. I mean, if you could even you, 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 UK all the time because, yeah. you know, we're in Louisville and that's when you go out here, it's like rivalry U of L, UK, U of L, UK, you know, like, I, I'm a U of L guy, so we got to beat the crap out of UK every year. <laughs> 2002 was the worst year, but 2002, our team was kind of, it had its ups and downs, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
we beat Florida State, but we lost the UK. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like that game was yeah. kind of a up and up down year. People leaving, and it was just one of them years. You know, it was like it was different, man. It was just one of the 2002 year was different. It was just so, a different year. Louisville played uh, Cincy this past season. Obviously, like you said, like everyone's ingrained. Like, hey, it's Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, oh, Kentucky. Man. But when they played Cincy, did you tell Junior like, hey, I know Kentucky's the rival, but back in the day, we hated these cats. Like, you know why? Because, hey, I told them that Cincinnati was – they used to hit hard. <laughs> they – Sounds about man, right. Man, <laughs> I'm not playing, man. I know lie. That was a game. I knew when you when we played Cincinnati, like, it's going to be a physical game. Because them guys was big, and they hit hard, and they had a – you know, it was like a bullseye on our back. You know what I'm saying? Like – when you playing for, I don't care what it is, neck, keg and nails, whatever type of rivalry thing it is, like, and especially when you've been beating the crap out of them for years, like, you got a bullseye on your back, man. They're going to try to dog walk you. And that every year was a fight, man, with Cincinnati, man. Them guys, that was that was a physical game. I know game Cincinnati was a tough game every year. I don't care. We win or lose, you done playing that game, you was beat down and tired. Just what, get your, straight in the ice bath. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You'd be sore for about three days. <laughs> what, you know what's your what favorite saying? memory from uh, either the Cincinnati or UK rivalry? I mean, I got it. I only, you, be, I only you, beat UK, UK once. UK rivalry was probably the best, man. When we went down there, that was probably my senior year. My senior year, we went down there. It was, had the rainstorm. Remember, they stopped the game. Oh, had a rain, yeah. We had a rain delay. That was 2003. They had a rain delay at UK. First, first of all, we got off the bus in the UK. You know, once you get off the bus, you know, them UK fans, they're all up in there. Oh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I love it, though. You got to love nah, it. Nah, nah, you got to nah. love it. That's part of the. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, we had Bobby Petrino. You know, Bobby's kind of a, he's a little asshole, too, though. So he like, y'all don't say nothing, though, but, you know, like, you know, he had some knuckle. Man, we had knucklehead. Pl- we had knuckle players on our team too. Knuckleheads on our team too, though. You know, they like, mm-hmm. man, just chill because anybody could pop out any time. So they was like, man, we were in the locker room. Bobby was like, man, we're gonna go out there and beat the shit out of them, y'all. You know? <laughs> hey, I watched. I had an interception. It was like the fourth quarter, right? I caught that pick. The fourth quarter caught that pick. I watched Bobby Petrino run the clock out with eight minutes left on nine, eight, eight to nine minutes left on the clock, man. To beat UK. That's pretty. Like mm. I said, I knew that. I was like, yo, that dude is a dog. The offensive, like we didn't even go back on the field for defense. Like you know, we want to get. It was over. You didn't have to worry about it because Bobby was just running, getting first downs, running, and just that time management of that clock. Like I ain't seen nothing, nothing ever than nothing better than that. Josh, he calls you know? that run to win. Every time we get in the house, all right, run to win right here. Last hey, I tell you a story, Bobby. If you know the defense, you know, we're playing with Bobby, though. It was fun, though. It was a lot of a lot of camaraderie with the players, you know, was offense and defense. You know, you know, he don't like defensive players, though, right? He hates it. He hates so, it. So, <laughs> so it was a couple of times, you know, defense. We beat the crap out of Bobby, right? They offense, defense, beat I'm talking sure trash. Hey, first thing he said, practice was terrible. Like, what do you mean? Like, how is terrible? It's terrible for y'all, but not for us. Like, defense, you know, like, we beat the crap out of y'all, man, every time. You know, all the offensive guys, I'm cool with all the offensive guys, Tinch and J.R. Russell and all them guys. Like, 
man, we dog walked y'all. We like, not to not to Bobby Petrino saying, y'all had a we had a bad practice. Like, all right, man. <laughs> he, all right, y'all know he had one is. time or multiple times, I mean, where the defense would get a pick, right? It'd be like in seven on seven or you know, oh, yeah. eleven, y'all get a pick. And, you know, you'd want to run it back like you're about to score. Because, I mean, mm. you know, it's fun. You're celebrating and you want to simulate, you know, no. running back and scoring. And no. The whole damn practice. Hey, blow Bring that whistle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blow that whistle. Stop the whole practice. Like, uh-uh. Doing it over. We're going back to this. We're going back to this right here. Like, oh, here we go. You know, just the overall of being, having that experience with two different coaches, man. Two different head coaches and DB coaches. You know, it kind of it kind of makes you into a better person, you know, and then going to that going through that adversity and know how to deal with adversity. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. people go through different coaches, man. People fold, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell my son that. I tell little Josh that. Like, you got coach. Like, we got new concept, bro. Don't worry about it. If you can play football, you can play football. I don't care who comes in. You know what I'm saying? Go get Bart Simpson. Let him coach. I don't care if he want to come in. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> It don't matter who coaches, whoever. If you can play football and you do what you're supposed to do, you ain't got to worry about that. Did that kind of help Junior with the transition to Brahms so far, even though the season's not here yet, knowing that you kind of had to go through the same thing where you had one coach for most of your career and then another guy comes in towards the back end? Yeah, but, you know, he got hurt, though, too. So, you know, he That's had a true, little yeah. more, little more, you know, thing. And he he was kind of frustrated, but I was like, bro, you hurt. So, but you gotta, he don't talk too much. He's so laid. He's junior. Yeah. So he just so laid back, so laid back and cool. And I and sometimes I'm like, you ain't gotta, you could be cool and laid back, but you know, when you want something, you, you know, you gotta talk to people and pick their brain apart, the coach's brain. You got new coaches in there, go talk to them, go sit down in the meeting and pick their brain apart. You know, they're going to pick your brain apart. You can pick that. You're grown men now. You know, when you're in college, they say, oh, you're a little boy. Like, no, when you were in college, you used to be treated like a grown man because you're really grown because you got to be on your own. Ain't nobody waking you up. Ain't nobody washing you. Ain't nobody feeding you. Man, you got to do this on, you know, you got to make your time schedule. You got to be on leave uh, meetings every day. You got to be here. You got to be that. You got to do homework. Like, you got to be on point. So, you know, like, if you need help, go talk to him, pick that brain apart, you know, but he's different. He's smart, though, you know. Junior's different. He's smart, man. But I talk to him all the time, man. I tell him everything I've been through, What how's it going to be in certain things. He like, you was right. I said, I know I'm right because I've been through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I can tell you what's going to happen and what ain't going to happen because I've been through a lot of that stuff, man. Like, I've been through it. I've been through the struggle of being a college athlete and playing football, you know, like y'all got it easy now. We didn't have it easy. We had to work in the summertime, bro. Oh yeah. Like John Nell used to find us jobs in the summertime. I was working at painting at, I was painting at Betty Johnson when they first opened that up. Wow. In the wow. summer. Wow. We was working at the hardware store on Preston Highway or Ace Hardware. They closed yeah. down on Preston Highway. Oh yeah. We worked there. For, I worked there for two summers. You know, like we had to work. But now yeah. they ain't got to do that. Y'all getting money and whatever, but it was a struggle playing football, working, you know, plus trying to take care of kids and whatever else you got to do in your regular life. But it just makes you a stronger person. That's all it do. You know, it's, it's a struggle. It's part of life, I guess. Yeah. Look, so- I'm here. I'm still here now. 
That's right, man. Well, and it's really interesting because we're going to get into this as we start to transition post Louisville, but obviously helped now guide two sons in, in very similar paths. Let's step aside for a quick break here on Where Are They Now from the Pink Seats podcast. We will come back on the other side with Josh and continue our conversation about being a Louisville Cardinal and, of course, parenting two boys that will uh, take the field for Louisville football this fall together. We will be right back here on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. So let me let me start with this post global football. You you wrap up the, the season that last year. You guys go to the bowl game as we mentioned against Miami of Ohio. The season ends ends up in a loss, and you know you kind of start to unpack and things are kind of over and on to the next part. So how did you go about you know attacking, preparing for the NFL, or, or what was your mindset on what's oh, next post college football? I didn't really know. I I wanted to play college football. I wanted to play the pros, but first after the bell after the bowl game, I got a call from the blue and gray all-star people. Coach Mike Kent, you know, our strength coaching conditioning, Mike Kent was cool with the guys. And they like, look, Josh Smith that DB. Like, I want him to play for this all-star. So I didn't go home after the bowl game. I went to Montgomery, Alabama for that all-star game and played in the blue and, blue and gray all-star game. Played there, had to stay there for a whole week. Missed Christmas. I missed all that festivities at home Christmas you know Josh was a baby then he was probably what two years old so after that I did that I came back trying to I guess look for an agent you know came back I looked for an agent I found a little agent I went to Atlanta I worked out I worked out in Atlanta at uh, uh, S, uh C, CES Sports out of Atlanta a guy named Chip I was out there for probably about four or five months because Bobby really didn't want us back there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like That's how, it, yeah. Unfortunately, it, that's, he carried that over into his older age as well. It, it, it was, it was <laughs> kind of one of them situations. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really, he didn't really call and ask us what we wanted to do as, you know, seniors, like, you know, which he probably could have helped us. You know, it wasn't, it really wasn't no love in that kind of end. So it kind of was like, you got to go out there and find your own stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that, I did that for a while. I went up there. And I probably was up there for about five months until until a pro day. So we had a pro day here. And we came, I came back here, had a pro day here. And it wasn't many. It was a very few scouts at our pro day. That really right there hurted me. Mm-hmm. Like, we had 15, maybe 15, 14, 15 seniors. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my senior class was big. And it was probably, what, Five scouts, maybe four or five scouts there, if I'm roughly remembering. Was that just like because of Louisville being, you know, Conference USA, smaller school, or was what like what was kind of the factor in that? I think it was no, nobody promoted and nobody try to get the coaches up in here. You know what I'm saying? That's my personal, sure, my personal thought about it because no way we. You could have had guys in here. We just beat Florida State, bro. Right (laughs) the year before that, yeah, (laughs) like. You know, we had players. They don't. It's this football is football. I don't care what it, who you play, whatever. You got guys that could play. You know, like it, we wasn't a bad team, even though we wasn't Conference USA, which is smaller. But that don't mean nothing. We could have played against the best anybody. We was up for that challenge. 
We didn't care who we lined up against. We played. We played football. It's just what it was. I think that was kind of what it was, though. You know, no, no promotion, no, no people pushing it to get us, get us out of here. It's kind of on your own. And after that, went to the the draft came along. And the I ended up getting picked up by the Bears. Like a during the draft and the draft, whatever, I'm on the phone and them drafting me or priority free agent. You know, it was like one of them type of situation, like, man, if you ain't going to draft me, don't draft, whatever. I, at the point, I was like, whatever, man, you know, like. But the guy from the Bears was like, man, I can't remember his name, but he was riding for me, the recruitment at the recruiter at the Bears. He was riding the scout, the scout guy to get me drafted. He was like, job was on. He was, he was, he was. I talked to that man every day at the Bears. He called my phone every day. You know what probably was? I wasn't that big, probably. He's like, your size, your size wasn't that big. But then you go draft, then you go. But this is how the politics started coming in with the football because y'all remember Nathan, Va- Nathan Vasher? That play came out of Texas, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was same size as me or probably smaller than me when we we went to, we was at minicamp together. He get drafted first round, second round, whatever. I didn't get drafted off, but we went to mini camp, whatever. They asking me, how do you know this stuff? Like, how do you know how to play these coverage and stuff like that? Like, no, I didn't get drafted, though. You know, it was like, a, oh, man, like, damn, bro. Like, I should have really got drafted. You know, like, I'm better than these guys. How did, you, same side. How um, did you understand all the, the playbook and things like that at that level? How did you study? How did you, you know, prepare as a guy, you know, like that? Coach Paul Haynes, 2003, Coach Paul Haynes, the DB coach that we had. You know, we came from the NFL, from Jacksonville. So he, when he taught us, he taught us NFL skills, you know, playing DB. Not no high school, college, whatever. He taught us NFL way to play football, you know, how to play coverages soft and hard and jam and when you don't jam and, you know, like, I, that's like a, all that just transformed. You know what I'm saying? Then we had Coach Witt. Coach Witt, my next year, my senior year, Coach Witt, he was a new, he was young. Me and Coach Witt was almost the same age. You know what I'm saying? He's probably, what, two years older than me? So mm-hmm. we kind of was like, I helped him with the younger guys, and I was an older vet. So me and him, we worked together on learning new things and teaching the younger guys. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, you, you know a lot. I said, yeah, I do know a lot because I learned from two other DB coaches that knew a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, Coach Burns knew a lot of football. He knew a lot of DB stuff. Coach Haynes just took it to the extra level of taking it to the learning the NFL scheme of playing football. You know what I'm saying? I already had the college scheme because of Coach Burns, but when Coach Haynes came in, he taught us that NFL level of playing DB. You know, so, how, you, how you play coverages and your eyes and how you line up and what you watch and stuff like that. So I just transformed, it just all transformed, man. I just put it all in one tool bag. And I was picking stuff out when I needed it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so when did you, oh, I need when this, did you I need start that. working that with Josh and Jaden? When did you start integrating that into their childhood? Whenever, you know, I, morning breakfast? I, I, just talking to them and, you know, you know what's, and I, when I stopped playing, I, I got, I was at the Bears, I tell you. Let's go back. I got, I was at the Bears and I got injured. I tore my patella tendon and ACL, my meniscus oh, out, out, out in St. Louis. 
Yikes. We was at, a, we was at right before the first preseason game out in St. Louis. I tore all that. That took a lot. That took a lot out of me. That probably took half my body, half my soul when it came to football. Because I'd never been hurt, really. for Not really, really, really been hurt. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's like a catastrophic injury. I mean, that's... That, that right. man, my knee just... And I and it wasn't no... It was a... I just came down, broke up a play. Perfect play. Broke it up, came down on my day. My knee just buckled. And I look at it now. I had long stud cleats in. And my foot got stuck in that stuck in that grass, and my oh, shit buckled. Uh, and, that, and after my mind was like, you know what? I had little Josh. Josh was what two, but Jaden, he was just born. He probably was six months, seven months. You know, so it took a lot. And I was like, I, I came back home. I came back to Louisville. I rehab and I thought about you know going back. I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna play. I don't even want to play football no more. I'm just going to focus on my sons. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get myself back together, get my get my head, get my leg back together, get walking and stuff. Because I couldn't walk for a while, like, really, really walk. Mm-hmm. I was in a brace, you know, for a long time. Got myself back. I just focused on putting everything into them with the football. They play football. Coached a little bit. Coached when they were smaller. You know, and they just, I don't know, man. They just played. They just was in it. Josh... One thing about Josh, I guess I started coaching. He was probably five years old, right? I had I needed something to do. I just where got that. Where were y'all? Where were y'all I, coaching? I, I was here in Louisville. We was at Highview over there Highview. at Moore High okay. School. Yeah. Highview. We was at Highview, Highview, man. Yeah, it's where all the kids growing up played, man. Yeah. For I, sure. I got I got recruited in the coaching. I don't know how I got coaching. My nephew, their older their oldest cousin, Deron, he graduated from Moore High School. He was playing football at the time, and I used to go to his practice and stuff, and they ended up recruiting me to coach. And Josh was out there. Josh, he like, let's go to practice. He used to come to practice, just wear his old Eagles, this old stuff. He's five years old, I swear to God. <laughs> five years old, we go to practice. He'd just be out there with his stuff on, just playing with the, and the guy. was like, he can play? Like, he's young. He said, man, he can play, man. We'll sign him, like, get him some uniform and play. That's how he started playing. Like he he could not do he would not take his football equipment off he would not take his helmet <laughs> off. Five years old, then he's six years old, so he been with it. He just started going and going and just been his start basketball. He could play. He's just an athlete, man. Like you know, it just goes years and years. Then Jaden came along, and it just keeps rolling and rolling. Then I didn't coach them. I only probably coached them when they was younger, probably six and seven years old. But when they got older. I didn't coach him at all. I coached Josh his senior year at Highview right before he went to high school. But then it folded. The seniors all folded. They started making middle school football. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the last year I coached Josh. I only coached him, what, two years? Then middle school, Jaden didn't play at Highview senior. He had to go play middle football because all the Highview seniors, the whole team's folded, man. So he ended up playing middle school at Ramsey. You know, I just go to the games and watch the game. I was going, I was going from middle school football to Ballard High School, back to Ramsey to Ballard. Like I was all over. I was doing this and doing that with just, but I was doing it because I had to. You know, my sons, man, they needed me there. I wasn't missing it out. I couldn't miss it out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I did go home to Jersey for. 
I did go back to Jersey for three and a half years. I did go to back to Jersey for three and a half. I tried to get them to go out there to move out there with me, but that didn't happen. You know, whatever, whatever reason, you know how it goes. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I told my mom, I said, I'm going, I'm packing my shit. I'm moving back to Louisville to my sons, man. I ain't dealing with this no more. Like, I'm miserable <laughs> as hell. I can't see my kids. Like, I can't see my boys. Like, that's all I got. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's me. I need to be around them, man. So I can end up coming back. And so how much how much pride do you take seeing Josh out there wearing that number five? Man, you know I, mean? I, I can't even tell you. You can brother. hear it right now and you're just in your voice. That Bro, mm-hmm. people yep. ask me, like, how do you feel? Like, I couldn't even explain it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of them feeling like you can't explain it, man. It's just it's just something that like I guess I did something correct. You know what I'm saying? Like I did something right, you know, like. I didn't force him to play football though. I didn't force my kids to play football at all. I gave them a choice. I don't, I told them, you want to play football, that's what you want to do. I don't care if you play football or not. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm not gonna force you to play this game of football that I did. I didn't have to. I you I don't you don't have to play it. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to play it. I had to play it back then where I came from because there wasn't nothing else to do but play football. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? When I grew up, like we yep. had nothing up. We corner football outside, street tackle, tackling the grass, touching the street. Yeah. That's what we did growing up, you know. But I didn't force them, I not one of I didn't force not one of them to play football, man. Uh, Jaden played baseball. I thought Jaden was gonna be a baseball player, you know, like he's really good in baseball. He's so placing, I don't know, man. It's just they just they just wanted to do what they do. I just let them do it, man. I just support it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just support it, bro. So when they were in high school and they start to get recruited by all these different colleges and then eventually Louisville does start to get in the mix because, you know, they're in their own backyard. How hard was it for you to stay kind of unbiased and like kind of step back and let them do their own thing? Where you where you're like, yeah, like go where you want to want go where you want to want. I'm not <laughs> going to like, nah, or were you like, hey, <laughs> check this out. This is what people don't know, though. Josh had, we go back, we're going to start with Josh. Josh had 20-some offers before Louisville even offered him. Which is crazy. That's, yeah, that's you crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was talking to coaches. Cause I thought, I was like, Josh ain't going to go to school. He's going to go somewhere else. That's what, my mind, that's what my mind was thinking, like, he's going to go somewhere else. And we went to a camp, like Shadon Brown, at Western, West, West, West Virginia right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He was recruiting Josh, and he said, man, come to a camp. Got to come to a U of L camp. So, like, all right, cool. You know, Josh, been, we've, been, I've been, we've been on the road. We've been going to Nike camps, combines, you know. We've been all over the road, combines and going here, going there, all over. Every weekend, we was doing that. Now, like, come to a camp. Show me what you got. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jordan Watkins was there, too, right? Yep, yep. So yep. they they supposed to be the top two in Kentucky in Louisville, right? I remember this Com- camp. coming out of high school. <laughs> Jordan and Josh they going battling, battling, battling with each other the whole time in the camp. Like cover the best receiver. I'm telling the whole time, like the, whoever they got the best one, cover them, man. Lock them down. Get up on them. Just whatever. I don't care who it is. They think he the dog. Cover them. Man, Josh went out there and they was going at it, man. Back to back, back to back, back to back. And she died after after it was over. I went to the truck. And Josh like called me like that. They want to talk to you. Like I already knew right there. Like they probably gonna get my offer. 
and they offered him right there. And, and that's what Josh was waiting for. He wanted that U of A. Once he got that offer, he was like, I don't, I don't, I ain't going nowhere else. <laughs> like, this is where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to take your other bitches nowhere else. He's like, nah, I'm straight. Um, I'm, I know where I want to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, all right, cool, then. This, this is what you, this is what you want to do. You got to do this. For, this is four or five years of your life commitment. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> how much it really like? <laughs> right, of course. That's right. That's the first part. But like, how much like growing up was Louisville football on the TV all the time? Like, were you watching the Lamar Jackson, the Teddy Bridgewater eras? Like, was that a part of his like kind of foundational football? In Louisville, I, I can't. I don't even know, bro. We used to go to the games. You know what? We was at a point. We snuck in a couple of them games. ESPN games. I get enough to this damn university. They they, 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 they weren't trying to give us no tickets or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, yeah. damn. How come the alumni can't get one ticket? They weren't giving us no tickets, but yeah, you gotta buy a ticket. I'm like, I'm not buying no tickets, man. I don't, I don't care. Not. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. If they, I, I won't go. I won't go, but now alumni get one ticket plus a one guest. Now one ticket a game, which they started because of Dion. I guess Dion Branch went up there, you know, works there and started getting the alumni program back on track, which they should. We should have a ID badge, U of L alumni. <laughs> scan that thing to get in the yeah, building. But that's how it should be, though, right? Like we're yeah. not strangers. This guys that's names are on the on the on the on in the boards in there in them hallways. You know what I'm saying? You can't treat them like they ain't do no work. Like we did work. We built that from '98 to 2000. I would say 2004, 2005. Right? I would say that long, like. We built that stadium, the indoor and stuff like that. Like I was oh, promised, the, I was promised an indoor stadium in 1999. Mm -hmm. We used to have to go to uh, the old Cardinal Stadium on that hard ass turf and practice. Oof! Oh, you talking about concrete? Yeah. It was so it was so bad. We wore sneakers. You had to wear sneakers out there. Oh no! It wasn't oh, no. no. It wasn't no cleats. <laughs> It was sneakers or turf shoes. You see what I'm saying? Like, we well, built I that, bro. I appreciate all the work you did for the indoor. I don't think they've upgraded like, the turf since 1999 either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I didn't play in the turf. I didn't play in the turf. We didn't have that turf. We, we didn't have it. When they get the indoor facility? I don't even know when they got the indoor facility. When did they get that? I don't know. But oh, you want to know something funny about that is uh, whenever Coach Petrino was fired in 2018, uh, the 50-yard line is dedicated from the Petrino family. They ended up taking that plaque down. Did put, they? Yeah. I didn't know that. You it's know pretty – It's pretty. so if you look – if you next time you're in the indoor facility, look down the yard – down the uh down the wall and you'll see you know dedicated to by you know whatever family whatever family and you'll get to the 50 yard line and there's a missing sign because that was dedicated by the Petrino family. Damn, I'm gonna have to go on there and see. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's pretty funny. I noticed. That. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's it petty I like that, that sometimes, man. I'm yeah. telling you, bro, it's what it is, man. Yeah. But you know, like I put work into this, man. Like I take pride into this. I love my U of L, my cars, man. Yeah. I like going to the games. I like watching my sons play, you know, like like it's supposed to be a big year for Josh, you know. Jaden, the younger one, he got he's still a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like he just came off for surgery, you know what I'm saying? Like in April from high school that he didn't ever 
He had a whole high school career. He played with a hurt shoulder and did damn good. Yeah, he had a great senior year. I remember. Yeah. I tell some story. Me and him sat at this table right now and talked about this before it even happened. And he telling me what he's going to do his senior year. No lie. I'm going to get this. I'm going to do 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 this, Dad. Like, you know, he was no your fifth year. You know, he took that extra COVID year and came back. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, his mind, you know, he's a little older guy, man. And he did it. I, he did it. He did what he told me he was going to do, and he did it, plus a little bit of more. So, like, yeah, you know, I don't doubt my kids no more, man. <laughs> I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it junior one time, and he proved me wrong, and I would never doubt him again. I love it. My dad's told never me the same doubt. stuff. He's like, I'm never, I was like, I'm not going to bet against you. <laughs> never again. I doubted him one time. I will never do it again. I trust them. I trust them. I trust them to make the right decisions in life and do what they're supposed to do and take care of themselves and, you know, be successful. You know what I'm saying? Be better. I tell them all the time, be better than me. You know what I'm saying? Be better than me. Like you got the path and take it to another level, bro. Take it to another level. You can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do that. You got the good people around you, support around you. See, my all my family's in New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So my parents came to the games and stuff, but it's no like they're not here physically. I can't go to my dad and my mom's house. I can't go to my parents' house and get eat dinner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they can. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a little more, they got a little more than what I had playing college football. So their support fan base is crazy man like we go to the games it might be 30 of us you <laughs> y'all, know? Have a, y'all have an entire section whenever y'all are at games it's i'm I, telling you man. i love seeing it i, I it, it might it might be 30 and i don't be i don't sometimes i don't even know who coming long as i'm there it, i don't even care you know like i don't even care like i'm going to be there for sure like i'm going to be there are you going to get you one of those uh you know, split jerseys of Josh's number on the front, Jaden's number on the back. You, are, you, are, you, you already working I, on that I, one? I thought about that. I'm going to see what number Jaden going to wear. I already got Josh's jerseys <laughs> from last year that we ordered. We ordered. I used to wear that. But I got to see what they going to order. We're we going to make something work. We're going to figure something out. You know, his mama, his mama does. They deal with all that stuff. They, I just, just, I just go with the flow when it comes to all that. I'm down for whatever, man. I'm a team player, man. I'm a team player, man. So, so um, something that I'm kind of curious about is as someone who is an alumni who is still who lives in Louisville, who obviously pays attention to the program, what how what have some of your thoughts been on the direction that it 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 has had it's been since Satterfield took over in the last couple of years and now where it is the last few months now that Jeff Brom has taken over? I think it's done changed a lot. Like when you go to the stadium itself, it changed a lot with the people, you know, you know, you feel a little more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like watching, we went to that thing that Brian, they had for us, all the players to come back and Brian was showing us the scheme or the offensive scheme and the defensive scheme. Uh, Brian Brown, right. He was the offensive coordinator and he was showing us some plays. I was like, I don't know who going to stop this. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I had the same thought. I was like, wow, this is going to be fun. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? If you was there watching it, yeah. he was, it was plays like, you don't know what's coming after you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to be prepared. 
And they done learned a lot. They learned from some good people. You know what I'm saying? To run the offense. Defense should be solid, but we got to score points. We can, we got to score points, man. And Satterfield just was too laid back and too cool for me, man. I, I don't know, man. I don't talk about Satterfield. He just... He was cool at one point, man, and after a while, he just like after a while, you like, man, I don't even, he might yeah. as well just leave, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't when the player when you lose your players as a head coach, bro, your time is up, man. You might as well just go and pack it up and leave. You should just quit while you was ahead. I I know you don't want to like dive into details on this, and this is not what we're here to do. But I'm curious. Last year after the Boston College game, Brian Brown came out in his press conference, talked about how it was his fault that he left Josh on an island against Safe Flowers. How did you, as a parent, kind of handle that week, knowing kind of where that game went and then what Brian said? I knew what was going to happen. I knew it. You can't a D a safety can't cover a DB uh, a receiver like that in the open field. There's no way. No way possible. And I told Josh that, like, you got to be on your P's and Q's, bro. It's coming. There's coming. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to come after your young guy, your safety. They're going to put that little receiver out there. But the scheme, Brian, Brian uh, Brown should have – they should have doubled him up more. And first, they didn't touch him at the line at all. Yeah, like that the made, man no, is running. That made no sense. Like the man is running free as soon as he get off the ball. Like so, once you do that, it's already over. It, it was a wrap. It was it was a wrap. I mean, you yeah, you think, you think they put an apex linebacker at least Somebody. At, the, at the minimum to get hands at five yards, so Josh has enough time to be able to Some, re- react. Somebody could touch yeah. him, put an arm on him, just move out, get in his way. You ain't got to touch him. Just get yeah, in his I mean, way. I mean, go. You, you know. Playing DB, if a wide receiver gets up on your toes, it's, it's over. It's a wrap. It's, it's over. over. This guy and a safety, a safety can't cover a wide receiver when a safety's already 10 yards off the ball, 12 yards off the ball. It's not gonna work. You're gonna get busted every time. You know what I'm saying? Like you're it's it's no way, it's not gonna work. I don't care who you is. Somebody has to touch that guy to slow him down. Yep. Somebody has to. It's just part yep. of football, how's it goes. And I knew that. I told him that. Like prepare this what's gonna happen. He he knew it. He said, I had a bad game. I said, it's all good, man. Live and learn, bro. Right. It's football, man. You live and learn. You come back, you live and learn. You, you go back and watch films and what you can do better. They, they put you on an island by yourself as a safety and a DB and, a, and with a receiver. But this is what it is, man. Just learn from it. Don't dwell on it. Oh, well, who cares? Live and learn, bro. You go live another day. You know what I'm saying? You just survived it. Go on, game over. We lost, whatever. Oh, well. Don't beat yourself in the head over it, though, because it happens to the best of them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And he like, had especially plenty, he had plenty of good games following that. that oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think I mean. that game. I think that game helped him mature a little more to the next game and to the next. He got better and better as the season went on. That's oh, right. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And that's what it takes, though. If you're not getting better week after week after week after week after week, something ain't right there. You know, like you yeah. should improve at, at at every week. You should get better and more comfortable. I think now. I think. Now he's going to have – I think he's going to have a good year now. I, I'm hoping – I pray he does, and I tell him all the time, like, this is your year, man. You want to do big things, you got control over it. Nobody control it but you. You want to control right. your own destiny, bro. <laughs> here's here's my that. last my last question for you, and I, I'm going to mention it because Josh has been advertising it on Twitter. But your son's having his, what, second football camp? This is my first or second? Second camp, second, July, second July 22nd. 
Yeah. So how uh, excited are you as a dad to know, you know, he's going back and pouring into the youth, even at a younger, it, you know, younger age that he is now. I, I wish we could have did that. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? When he first had the first one, he's like, he like that. He called me like, Man, I want to throw a cam. I said, what? I said, going to cost a whole bunch of money. He said, I'm trying to throw this for free, dad. Like, what? Like, How it's I'm really telling you. cost a whole bunch of money. <laughs> right. He said, he said, he said, dad, I'm trying to throw it for free, man. I'm going to get these sponsors. I'm going to get the whatever I got to do. He did it, man. Yep. He, he did. did it. Last you, year, did, you didn't doubt him because you had learned your lesson at that point. I didn't even question it, bro. I said, just whatever I need to help you with, I'll get some coaches for you. To help. I'll get my old boys out there to help you coach it. We get our family together. They'll help you get, get your mama, her auntie. Let them control the size or whatever, you know, paperwork, whatever. You get the people out there, whatever you got to do. And he did that. He did it. He did it, bro. <laughs> impressive, man. And he going, he said he's doing it, he's doing it again this year. And I, I asked him, like, what's up with the king? Like, I'm getting it, I'm working, I'm figuring everything out, man. Just I got it. I'm like, all right, you sure? <laughs> That's hustle, right, man. man. That is straight hustle right I there. It. I love to hear yeah, that. I, I love it, man. I, I wish we could have did that back then, man. Well, he's different, man. He's a different most, most of my kids are different, man. They just they're different. They're good kids, man. They're Single digits are dogs, man. I think it yeah, just we man. continue to get back to that. The more Tell you, bro. Here, man. That's what it <laughs> they're, is. They're different, man. Brom was a coach when I was in my senior year. He was a quarterback coach, and I knew Brom. He know his stuff, man. Brom know his stuff, man. I don't care what nobody say, man. He's been to some schools, man. He, he know his stuff, bro. We needed a guy like that to come back, to coach, to be in town. That's what Louisville needs, you know. It, we just need that type of head coach here that knows the system, Know, knows the community. First of all, it starts with the community, bro. If you want the stadium to sell out, you need the community to get on your back and ride with you. And we didn't have that yep. in the last years. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't had that. I think this year we're going to have that. It's going to be – the tickets going to probably sell out. Hopefully, we winning. If we're winning, them games are going to be sold out. You know what I'm saying? Louisville football is going to be back, man. I really, truly believe that. I know what you said last question, but actually just talking about this, I got one more. We, You've talked a lot about how much the community means for this football program. Well, not just like this football program, for any football program. Anybody, man. How much of an impact has Dion had? As oh, someone man. who stayed with this, this, this staff, coached them through the bowl game, stayed with him through Brom, is still like, you know, just talking to these kids on a daily basis. Like, what kind of impact does he have? Because you're talking, uh, you're speaking him up like he's like one of the arguably more important than the he, head coach. He, because he, he, he's dealing with the players every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you got somebody that knows the game, has been, he's, he's been to the top, to the yeah. top of the mountain, bro, to the top of the mountain. What can you tell him? Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to beat Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> He's been around the best coaches. He's been around Super Bowls. He's been around MVP players. He's been around Super Bowl winners. Tom Brady. <laughs> just Tom Brady. And just, just Tom Brady. I'm just saying, <laughs> He's been to the top. Everything in between. How can you not have somebody like that on your team, man? And not, man. Like, you got to have that, man. That's what makes the program better. The community loves him, right? Yep. He loves the kids. The kids love him. He ain't got to put his time in doing 
He don't got to do that. He can go live in his whatever and do what he got to do. He ain't got to put that time back into this community, into this program. But he do it because he care, man. He wants to make a mm-hmm. difference. And he's making a difference. You know, it ain't some people might not see it. Not the biggest difference. That was a plus of him staying and them keeping him like they needed that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just what it is, man. I'm a vouch for him all day, every day. It don't matter. That's my boy. Like, really, like, that's my boy. On a personal level, like we could talk about life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't always football. It's life. He won that game. Like, that was a big thing, man. That was, awesome. that was a big thing that for him awesome. to come and hold the team down like that and do what he did just to win that bowl game. Like, if people don't recognize that, and, and like, man, it's hard to oh, do, you, man. You could tell they wanted to fight hard for him. Oh, yeah. And I asked, I said, how'd you do it? He said, bro, I got the coach. He, he already had the coaches around him already there, right? The coach, he said, I just told him they got to stick together, man. Like, we all we got. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever's in this room right now is us only. They ain't no outsiders. He said them players felt that, man. They was riding for him, man. He said everybody showed up. He said everybody showed up for the meetings. Nobody was late for curfew. He said all the players did what they supposed to do that whole week. It, 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 it makes you respect it. You know what I'm saying? And it makes you mm-hmm. look at, like, yeah, he he's he's doing this because he cares, not because he has to. He don't care. He don't have to do it. He don't got it. You know, he got kids, family, and stuff. He don't have to do that. Well, just, you guys, I just can't wait, man. I just can't wait, bro. You guys will be able to catch the Minkin brothers out on the sidelines here in just a, a few a few months. Crazy to believe, but that football season is quickly. Oh approaching. yeah. Josh, I appreciate you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. I appreciate it, fellas. I appreciate y'all having me on this show, man. Yeah. Y'all more than welcome to come over there and join us and yeah, eat man. and whatever oh, they absolutely. do, party, they out there, they kick it, they just the women dance. We go watch the game. Hell yeah, man. Sounds eat, like a damn good have time. Have fun, man. We just That will wrap us up here on From the Pink Seats podcast, another great episode of Where Are They Now? Josh, can't thank you enough, man, for jumping on the show with us uh, and talking through your football journey and, of course, all the great parenting tips and advice that you you gave us here. And, of course, you guys follow the Minkins brothers as they prepare for their first season on the field together as Louisville Cardinals. Uh, A great episode. We can't thank you all enough for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe anywhere that you get your podcast from. Rate and review, and we will be back with another episode of Where Are They Now? next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.